Watch who? And welcome to Two Watch Who, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Sarah. And I'm a Doctor Who fan. And I'm new to watching Who. Watching for the very first time. Very first time. Yay! And it's a new season, season 17. You join us, listener. We're in, um, it's 1979. We're in Studio 54. I thought we'd be in a bit of a disco with the Mavellians, who are all glammed up. <laughs> so we're having some drinks with them. Out in, out in the club. <laughs> Great way to celebrate the start of a new season. Well, I've something to share. Oh, okay. As in, it's not TV related, but it is like things to share to celebrate. So it is the return of hot cross buns in supermarkets. And that means the M&S chocolate hot cross buns are back, which I think... I basically lived on last year. I remember you mentioning them. Like I had one just before we came on. They are fit. They are the best. Okay. Like they are out there early. Great. Everybody head down, not sponsored, and get a what's it? <laughs> Chocolate hot, hot cross bun. I'm gonna show you a picture, Mark. Hang on. Okay. So Well, here's a different start to the uh, season. Unexpected. <laughs> Oh, yes. I don't know. Yeah. What? I don't know. I'm not sure. I Another will give grade. it a try. I was a bit, I, I was a bit, contra- I was thinking initially, I was like, what is this? And I think I only got one pack and it's always two for three pounds. So now I just get two at a time and you toast it, bit of butter. Oh, it's banging. These will only be around until April. So like stock up. Well, there we are, straight into a completely different topic <laughs> for the beginning of the season. <laughs> um, well, you were asking me recently, what are you watching? I'm watching Gilmore Girls. I think that's my January comfort. Oh, which Gilmore, what season are you on? Uh, I, I've started it again. So I was like halfway through and then I went back to the beginning. I think I'm around season four. What have I been watching? Well, I have been watching, well, I was just watching Destiny of the Daleks today. Um, yeah, but I did like an episode, and then I mixed it up with a documentary about the Sugar Babes on YouTube. So I've been like, <laughs> doing, like <laughs> I've one episode Sugar Babes documentary, another episode a bit more. I think that's wise because this was hard. Yeah, well, it's quite special. I think it's Terry Nation. He's back. We got the cocktails yeah. here in the club, in, whoop, whoop. in the disco. Um, it's also his last story for Doctor Who. He doesn't write again. Oh, interesting. I think it's a bit sad because I do love Terry Nation. I know you love Terry Nation. Why not? Very similar. He just went off to do other things. He just lost interest, I think. He had other stuff to do. I think he ended up living in America with the wealth of the Daleks. So he went to LA, basically, in the end. Yeah. (laughs) Became a writer over there. Also, this story, I completely forgot... So I mentioned this story when we did, I think it was The Smugglers, way back. Remember when I was talking about Katrina and her dad threw rocks on the Daleks? Way back, and I got in touch with her. It's this story. (laughs) (laughs) Finally, we are there. And I said on that episode, when we get to Destiny of the Daleks, all this time. That's so funny. This is Katrina and the Rocks story, everybody. Katrina and the Rocks. It's like a 70s No, Katrina and the waves here. It's Katrina and the rocks. 
So um, go back. I think it's the smugglers, maybe Tame the Planet, but go back, everyone, and listen. You get the full Katrina story back then. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, and also, before we start, I wanted to shout out to our listeners on YouTube. We've got quite a few comments and follows recently. So thanks, everyone, who's been commenting on YouTube. Thanks, YouTube. Where you can also listen. We never mentioned YouTube, but they are all there. No, we don't. Well, let's start the story then, if we don't have anything else to... We're all good. Let's crack on. We are in 1979 now, nearly the 80s. And, yep, Terry Nation is back, and he has written a lovely four-part Dalek story, which is very similar to what he always does. Yes. And we've got Douglas Adams is now the script editor on the whole series now. So he wrote a couple of... Oh, okay. He wrote the pirate one last time, uh, but he's back now as the actual script editor. But first... Off, so I obviously didn't say anything that was coming up. So we have to talk about the biggest thing in this whole story, uh, Romana. Yeah. So, okay, two questions: What were you thinking when suddenly Astra was there, and what do you think of Romana regenerating? Um, so when I saw Astra there, I was like, Have they filmed this? Like, did they film this last season and just keep the actress there? I was really confused initially. And then she kept going off. I didn't expect her to stay as that. I thought that, like, they'd filmed at the end of the last season, like, this start, and it was just going to be whatever. So I was really not expecting her to keep that face, as it were. That was a bit of a surprise. I, I thought it was quite funny going in and out of all the different... But not very like in like considering how we see regenerations and there seems to be a lack of choice. I was a bit surprised at the choice. I think that's fair. I found it very amusing though to watch. Yeah, I was a bit surprised. Let's put it that way. It is an odd one the way that they've done it. Like you say, she doesn't regenerate normally, but there's no reason that they can't choose what they look like. Nobody's really written that before. It's just one of these things they sort of made up at the time. I think. Regenerating? What are you talking about, regenerating? Only Time Lords regenerate. Look, it's awfully nice to see you, Princess Astra. Romana. Romana. But even, like, the Doctor never chooses what he looks like. But there is an implication that you you might be... You could choose, maybe. I don't know. It throws up a lot of questions. Or is it that she's just... In terms of Time Lord stuff, is she just smarter than him? But he's smarter in terms of, like... The universe. I think basically it was this actress is now going to play Romana. How can we get she? She's already played Astra. How can we get her to? So it's it's yeah. I didn't know how you would react to that. So we do have a new Romana. Also, did you recognise? And listener Lucas mentioned this as well. You know all the different costumes and stuff. Did you recognise one of the costumes? You probably. I'm not sure if you did. The the small one, the blue sort of cape. Hat thing. Yes, I thought that was. Um, um, I thought they were going through previous people, so I thought it was what's her name. Um, oh, mm, last Com- season companion. No, um, she was the baddie last season in the rock one. Oh, Cicero Diplos, Vivian Fay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I thought it was Vivian Fay. No, so that outfit was. Um, Worn in the Robots of Death by you know Zilda who had the bad acting that got the award for bad acting. Oh, yeah, that was her <laughs> outfit and hat. You oh, know they all God. had those hats in the Robots of Death. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was her. 
recycled outfit. There's a lot of recycled outfits in this story. Um, but Gilang, talking of that clothes watch, what Romana eventually ends up in, in the pink version of what the fourth Doctor wears, what do you think of that? I saw like the uh, come in with like the hat, the fourth in the scarf. I didn't realise it was a pink version of the Doctor's outfit. I, I didn't spot that. Well, she's got the I boots. Just was... She's got the pink coat and the white scarf. She's... Yeah, I didn't yeah. clock it as that at all. That's oh, really no. interesting. So, because I think they're tra- I mean, that goes back to what we're saying about they're sort of equals in a way, in terms of intelligence. And we don't have K9 in this. K9 has laryngitis, apparently. Ah, shut up, K9. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't think they could have had K9 in this. The rest of part one, though, is very Terry Nation. Rocks, radiation, investigating, all of that. Let's carry on with Romana, though. What are you thinking of her character in this? Because she's not like Astra. She's playing it differently. I guess they just liked that actress and they were like, let's keep her. And maybe the Romana one had left and they were like, well, she's nice. We'll keep her. I just think, but it's a shame that she's just not her own character. Like, what is she, Romana 2.0? Well, she's the second, like, the second Doctor, the second Romana. I just think, I, I think, I just, it's a shame because she's not quite the same. Well, like, the, the really early on, it seemed really similar. Actually, I don't think this was a great first story for her. She doesn't do a lot or say a lot. She's in it, but, I mean, she's knocked out quite a lot. But at least you're cutting the chase of finding a new person oh what's this what's this she's straight into it like when she's like when they land and he's like right take your radiation pills right off you go she's doing the control she's she's like she's getting her car keys off to work she's like right let's go bib (laughs) out we are you know and off they go in terms of but it's just a shame i think some of this ties into like the end of last season just being a bit of a mess I th- well, I think Mary Tam was thinking of leaving and she wasn't sure and then she only finally made her mind up at the end of the last, in the middle of that story. So they were like, oh, who can we get to replace her? And Astra was around. She got on with everyone. They were like, okay, let's do that. But like, they didn't ask Mary Tam back to do a regeneration. They didn't ask her back. She said, she said since, like, she would have been happy to come back and do it or do a scene, but they never asked her. It is an oddity, that opening bit as we go into it, but it's very quickly forgotten and off we are into the adventure. I also think, sorry, just it's the way the doctor reacts to it. If the doctor had been more like, oh, you're regenerating and like just accept it. But even he's like, I'm sorry. And he's surprised at the face or something. Well, no, I think, I think it's done quite comedy. I think this is Douglas Adams that has written this bit in a lot of the doctor and Romana's relationship actually a lot of this script i think apparently is written by Douglas like Terry Nation's done his usual thing he's done the bare minimum and headed off for some champagne i always say that i'm sure he, i'm sure he didn't drink that much i don't know headed off for some of champagne he was in the 60s of course he did <laughs> well, he wanted the... to get into the pub <laughs> so so then all the dialogue i think and, and especially all of these extra bits with romana and the doctor there's a lot of comedy bits in here and all of those i think is all douglas adams just writing the rest of this which i did out. enjoy i did actually enjoy it yeah, I think I'd have, if he'd have been from the start like, oh, you're regenerating, and she'd have been like, yeah, I quite like this face. And he's like, mm, no, choose a different one. If it had been more of that, but even he was a bit confused why the princess was there. And she's like, no, I'm regenerating. And then it became that. I think 
Yeah, but I think that's because she didn't tell him she was regenerating. Obviously, she's just walked off and she hasn't said, oh, by the way, I'm regenerating. So he is surprised, I think. But then he's like, oh, okay. And just taking it as it, yeah, as it comes. But um, it mirrors quite a bit, you know, when the fourth Doctor came out and he was a jester and a Viking and stuff in all these different outfits in his very first story, the big robot one. He did all of that silly in oh, front okay. of the brigadier. It's a bit it's supposed to be a bit like that. And obviously K9, they're still trying to work out how can we not have him in these stories because he's a bit of a handful now. He couldn't have got across that gravel and sand. Well, no. I mean, the Daleks had trouble enough, let alone K9. So, no, it wouldn't have happened. And like, Terranation have happened. probably didn't even know. Again, he's probably written Doctor and Companion. He's not even probably watched He's probably not even told K9 in it. No. No. But it's I like the part one. I like that the most out of this whole story. Actually that it's not that a great story in a way. Not actually that much happens. So I think I'm jumping here, but the cliffhangers for two and three are the best. Oh, the cliffhangers are good, yeah. The cliffhangers are good. The cliffhanger for one, I don't even remember. I could, well, I'll tell you in a minute what it is, because I've got a bit to but say. But I remember thinking the cliffhangers for episode two and episode three were, were strong. So we have the Doctor and Romana investigating rocks, someone's drilling. Obviously, we Classic. Know it, we know it's going to be the Daleks. The Daleks are always drilling, and they always have slaves doing rocks for them every single time. <laughs> like, that hasn't yeah. changed since the 60s. Um, we see these slaves come out and they bury somebody. And all those outfits, I don't know if you notice, someone's in the yellow robes. You know the psychic people from the pirate one? Someone's got that outfit on. Oh, Someone, really? One of a couple of seasons ago, there's a space suit. It's just bits of like whatever they found in the wardrobe. It's, yeah, you yeah. Recognise uh, a lot of, of stuff there. This whole radiation thing. Terry Nation always does radiation. Take your pills and do like that. It doesn't affect him anybody else on the planet or whatever. No, unless they're like just because they've spent more time underground. Maybe. As original habitants of the planet, there wasn't the radiation until the Daleks arrived. And because they've spent most of their time captured and underground, they've probably not been affected the same way. I'm just stipulating here. But Wow, there we go. I never thought of that. <laughs> <laughs> New Doctor Who history being written. I really don't know. I'm just sort of guessing. And it builds up to that bit where the Doctor gets crushed by the pillar inside because the spaceship lands and starts firing at them. And... It's a bit comedy there. The Doctor's not bothered. He gets his book out, starts reading his book, while Romana has to go for help. And that leads to... Oh, well, we see the Mavellians. So I did write, obviously, the Mavellians are there to tell us that the 80s are just around the corner. <laughs> like, what do you think of their look? when you? I really liked it, actually. They're very similar. Like, if you painted them green, they would be the Swampies from that last from last season. Though, oh, they? they would. Um, they would. Um... Their hair was different. I really liked how that was like incorporated in the characters. And I mean, ultimately, it was boot, white boots, white tights, and then a top that covers your bits. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> I did quite, I, th- I kept looking at it, I kept thinking it's actually really effective. And it's not like um, to exposing. Uh, there's sort of like a, a regalness, and I think it's a really nice contrast to the darkness of the Daleks. I was going to say that because you've got the underground stuff with the Daleks all grey and everything, and then when you're on this, the Mavellian spaceship, and actually out it's in all the light and bright, and, and out in the yeah. sand and stuff, they proper are. Uh, it's very obvious. I like their guns they... as well. 
I liked their pink guns and I, I actually did quite like them. Okay. They don't really have that. Obviously, we find out later that they're robots. They don't really have those the personalities, though, to get. So none of that. I couldn't tell you any of their names individually. No. They are the, just the Mavellians. <laughs> it was interesting. It took me a while to sort of warm to them and to it. You, you kind of feel like they're not good, but they're not bad. You're trying to work that out still. And At least there is that. They don't feel yeah. good, but they don't feel bad. They're a bit sh- I put they're a bit shady, aren't they? Because they don't let the doctor yeah, see they're the just sh- That's You're the word, sure. Mark. That's the word, shady. They are, yeah. Well, at least you've got that guessing thing right. It's not 100% obvious straight away whose side are they on. I like that where they tried to make the excuse of like their ritual of, and the doctor's not buying it, but I was like, oh, that's interesting. We've not had anything like that said before. Also, I just think because from the start, you're not sure where you sit with them, I felt no threat of them. So I couldn't understand how they were the same. Other than the fact they were robots, I couldn't understand how they were the same as the Daleks. No, you don't really find out that much about them. It's only that apparently they've been in this war with the Daleks for so long, but you don't really know much else. I just never saw them as like that same level of threat. Towards the end of part one is Romana's off on her own. She's been stalked by... That guy, what's his name? Oh, Tyson. Tyson. He was great. Tyson I, was great. I, I was thinking of Mike Tyson every time I said that. <laughs> Mark, whatever works for you. <laughs> so, yeah, he... And then Romana... This is where Romana falls down the hole and screams and then the Daleks come out and threaten her and that's when... That's the end of part one of the Daleks smashing so That was a great her. cliffhanger, actually. It, it, it wasn't my favourite, but in terms of... I mean, if you didn't have them in the title, you wouldn't know they were coming. I know. They should, They ne- always do that, don't they? They should have left it. And then it would have been a real good surprise, them smashing through. At least that's something different. And they shout at Romana and then they interrogate her at the beginning of part two. And she's, and this is where you see the difference in Romana, is she's very screamy and shouty and, like, really scared straight away. Well, when previous Romana was being, like, interrogated last by the Shadow and everything, she was so much tougher and stronger. This one is coming across at the moment as being quite... I don't know, she was a bit too screamy for me. Yeah, I agree. And, like, I just think there's not a lot of dialogue for her in this at all. No, well, I think this, again, is your Terry Nation script. He doesn't really serve the companions at all very well. Like, he's, he, does, he does a Susan on everyone, basically. Yeah, and it it really is this one. The Doctor's got some great dialogue in this. And Romana, I mean, like half of it, she's out. Well, she gets taken as a slave, doesn't she? And then she pretend like, and all of that. And she's in her white, I don't know, (laughs) the white scarf. That's the thing. All the slaves are doing these rocks and you've got all these extra slaves and Romana. She's in her white scarf. That's getting mucky. um, Skating mucky. Slave, she's in a full like dress and skirt. You can't do like mining in a skirt thing. It's like a really long dress, and it's like they are not wearing appropriate clothing to do any kind of mining at all. So they can't get much done. And they've got radiation, and they're not being fed by the Daleks and stuff. Like (laughs) it's the most impossible thing. That woman, you see her in the background. She's trying to like get her skirts through all the rocks, trying to do the mining. All of the, um, I I felt like all of them were a bit like that, though. Other than the main one, the rest, they were just there as people. They were just 
they weren't they weren't the best really. Well, we find um, I was going to say Mike Tyson again. Tyson, he's been two years a slave down there, and we find a little bit more yeah, out. Yeah, two about years that. a slave. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that the name of a film or something? Not two years, but it's more. I think it's ten years. A slave. Ten years a slave. <laughs> ten years a slave, starring Tyson. Um, <laughs> and um, there's no indication of Davros or something. Uh, this is where, like two and three, nothing really happened for me. It's a lot of walking around those tunnels, back and forth uh, from yeah. Mavellian. Oh, I God. didn't even finish two. I, so I watched. Well, I did obviously, but like I watched one. <laughs> And then I went into two and I was about halfway through two and I was like, no. So I stopped and then I was like, I need to finish two. So I finished two and then I was like, I need a break again because like nothing happened. And then I started three and I was like, there's no, my plan was to do three and four. I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to do that. So I did three, stopped, was like, oh my gosh, that was tough. But at least it had two had enough of a good cliffhanger to get me to watch three. Well, two, I think that was, well, that's when we find Davros. It hasn't got that great a reputation, this story, because again, it's more of the same and it doesn't do anything particularly different. It just reminded me, actually. So I didn't have this on video, but I had it on DVD. I don't think I really watched it all the way through properly because when I, I remember having it, when I first moved to Cardiff, so I was coming up to Cardiff and I didn't have anywhere to live, so I was trying to find somewhere. So I'd come up one weekend and stayed in a and b and I was looking around places. Then I had to go back, and then I came up again that weekend. I think I had my, like, induction at uni or something, so I had to stay around. But I didn't. I had, like, one rucksack. I found this really small flat. Not, like, I didn't have anything with me. Like, just, like, a mattress. <laughs> like, in this, like, like no internet or anything. Uh, this was before iPhones. This was, like, a basic like nothing uh no like duvet or anything and i remember being in this flat and i and i had my laptop and it had a dvd player and the one dvd that i brought with me was this i don't know why <laughs> i just packed that one dvd <laughs> you so, probably just thought oh that'll do and didn't even look at it yeah so i all i had was in this flat with like nothing like sitting on this bed a bit like that hotel in manchester like be like this is all i have That's just one destiny of the daleks dvd <laughs> <laughs> you don't start hotel it. in Manchester again. But also, it reminded me, again, at that time, the, so the weekend before, yeah, I was up looking at places. I was in a, a B&B in Cardiff, and that was the first time I listened to a podcast. Oh! This was, like, going way back when I don't think they were really a thing. As big as they were. No. And there was one. It was Doctor Who Online, which was, like, a news website, which I think is still going now. And they had something called... Like it was like Doctor Who pod shock, and it was just Americans talking about <laughs> Doctor Who stuff. And I downloaded a few of those, and I remember being in this B and B again, not having anything else, and all I had was this. I was like, oh, there's some people talking about Doctor Who, and I listened to that for a bit. I don't listen to it anymore. I, I only listened to those few back then. But yeah, that reminded me that was the first um, podcast I listened to, and what got me listening to podcasts was searching i found a neighbors one and i only heard that because of the d storyline that got me back into watching neighbors and then because of that i wanted to hear what other people have thought about it so i found that podcast and that's what got me into pod like listening to more podcasts and that's when we did the books one and then that's when we did this one so it all is because of neighbors that return storyline of d and here we are podcast here we are so there we go. And like, it's, do you know what's really funny? You nearly, I mean, we have talked about our other podcast before, um, RIP, but um, 
It was going to be a YouTube one, if you remember originally. Oh, do you know what? I've got the pilot episode somewhere, that first one that we did that has never the been very, released. Very first the one. very first one, yeah. It's just you talking. (laughs) (laughs) Like, but you, I remember you coming in the office, it was January, and I remember you being like, I'm going to do this, um, and I'm going to do it, I think, as a YouTube. And I was like, why? I was like, because it's a book. You should do it as, like, audio, do a podcast. And you were deciding between doing a podcast or a YouTube video version of it, and you were basically trying to talk me into, like, being on it, and I was like, no. <laughs> and then you did your one version of it, and then you're like, mm, it doesn't quite work. I need someone to talk to. Well, it's because um, the idea was that I would watch everything and then just tell you about it. Because <laughs> I needed someone <laughs> to talk to about it. But then I was like, no, that doesn't work because you're just like, yeah, yeah. I have no I'm idea so what's happening. Yeah, yeah, because you were like, you don't really say much. I'm like, well, how can I? I don't know what's <laughs> yeah, happening. I know. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm listening to you tell me about a film. Yeah. I have no idea what the film is. But yeah, so like, it has to be something that we both watch, like this. Because otherwise, yeah, yeah. imagine it would be me just saying about, you haven't watched Destiny of the Daleks at all, and I'm like... I'm like, can you imagine how boring that would be for me? Oh, my God. It'd be one watch who and tells you about it. <laughs> we, did, well, we did three versions. Well, we didn't. I did two. But you did three versions of that before we let it out into the world. Three versions of what? The- of that first pilot of that of um books we watched because you did the version just you oh right okay yeah then you were like can i have people to talk to yeah there's that one yeah and then you were like you don't say anything i'm like well how can i I don't know what you're talking about and then you're like watch it and then we did the third one and then you put it out and you were like kate so this is the next one i was like i didn't sign up to this and you like sat there now (laughs) we did like 50 <laughs> like, it's out there now, it's done. I was like, what? <laughs> Never agreed to this. Yeah. Fine. And that was when I had to get the PA system from work. So yeah. I going around because we did the Hitchhikers one at yours. And yeah, so it but would we did be... the first one in the in the studio. Yeah. In work. Yeah. <laughs> on a Sunday in between services. So I'd have to get the the big PA system. Like mic stands, mics, all yeah. the wires and everything, which was quite heavy. And I remember I walked out to the bay with it all and my laptop and everything to yours. So wherever we went to record, I would have to carry like, yeah. this huge load of equipment everywhere. Oh, dear. Yeah. Back in the day. Back in the day. Maybe. Now, totally, things online. Totally streamlined. Little mic, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. A few things around, bang, you're done. I, I'm trying to think what the first podcast I listened to was really early days of podcasts and it was an American thing. And I don't even remember 100% what it was about. Like there really weren't many podcasts. I just heard of it. I re- I just remember Apple having the podcast thing on there for the first time. So I clicked it and there really weren't many, uh, not like now. And then I didn't listen for years to podcasts. And then when I was in uni, I listened to one for sleep. There's loads of sleep podcasts on there. Um, so I, I listen to ones like Try and Help Me Sleep. And now I listen to like loads quite regularly, like loads of different oh, ones. Yeah, and... I keep adding, yeah, I've got loads, yeah. But I, I do remember that Neighbours one was a proper first one that I always what, what do you to. listen to, like other than Doctor Who? Or do you mainly listen to Doctor Who and Neighbours? No, well, it's, it's weird, yeah. Sometimes, well, true crime as well. 
That's yeah, I'm just I'm just going to open my library and see what I've got. There's ones I've been listening to for years, like so. Neighbours was the is the Neighbours one that I first listened to. It, that's the thing. I just sort of type in stuff like Doctor Who, Neighbours, or, uh, or I listen to pop music ones. Basically, my genres are like sci-fi, TV, and film. Neighbours, if it's its own genre, uh, <laughs> uh, pop music, true crime, or like mysteries, or that kind of thing. Uh, there's a couple of sort of businessy ones or like factual like sort of documentary style things if it's like a subject that i'm interested in so i'm just looking what i've got the coming storm which was a short podcast series from bbc i really recommend that it's about the capital riots basically but it goes like for it starts with that but it kind of goes all the it goes all the way back to like the clintons and like where have these like um, anonymous things come from. They speak to the guy that started 4chan and 8chan and stuff like that. It's really interesting. So um, Louis Through Grounded, of course, is on there. And then really going back, The Infinite Monkey Cage, I think is one of the first ones that I... So that's like a science one with... Um, oh, gosh, what's his name? I can see... I'm looking at his face. The science dude who was a musician. Oh, um, um, uh... <sighs> Brian Cox. Brian Cox, thank you. So, yeah, it's Brian Cox and it's this comedian and they'll pose, like, questions and then they get experts in on that field to try and, like, explain it. So the last one apparently was Why Does Wine Taste Good? Um, Off Menu is one of my favourite podcasts, uh, which is about food. I've got The Archers on here, but I used to listen to The Archers in lockdown and I haven't listened to it for ages, so I'm out of loop with that. Well, so, yeah, I'm just looking at my, like, non-Doctor Who ones. So non-Doctor Who, I've got things... Well, Royally Obsessed, which is a weekly roundup of the, what the royal family are up to. That's great. <laughs> All the news and gossip. That's really good. Sort of true horror ones. So there's Let's Not Me and there's one called Radio Rental. That's people just, like, little short things, stuff that's happened to people, weird stuff. That's quite interesting. What else? Oh, Tooth and Claw, True Stories of Animal Attacks. That's, like, true crime, but animals. <laughs> Well, there we this go. is a nice diversion. I think this yeah. sums up how we feel about this story. <laughs> well, let's get back. Well, we need to talk then about Davros. I mean, were you, ex- were you expecting him back? No, that was a great surprise. And actually, it's interesting because running up to that, I wasn't that annoyed by the Daleks. They weren't talking much, they were doing things, but there wasn't a lot of Dalek chat, you know? But the first episode, you don't see them until the very end. No, Daleks end of part one and Davros end of part two. And that was a re- that was a great, I thought, really great cliffhanger because he's there and then the fingers start moving and then it was the cl- and I was like, that's a really good I remember it, it was a really good cliffhanger. Well he's there um, in cobwebs because you have the rocks fall on the Mavellian, which I think that's Katrina's dad moment. I yeah. think <laughs> That's what I think. Yeah. So Katrina's dad does his thing and then Katrina we see Davros up. waking up and then we go into part three. And part three is Davros as hostage for most of it. What do you think? So it's a different actor playing Davros. Yeah, I wondered that. I wondered whether the initial main part, so third episode was just a prop because all they're doing, his mouth doesn't even move much. Well, no, it's it's so it's the same mask as before, but the budget didn't stretch to making a new mask, and it doesn't really fit the other actor. 
So that's why it's not very good. And they haven't put anything on his voice. I think the, the earlier Davros had like the electronic-y stuff on his voice. But this is not very powerful. He, sound, he sounds a bit... What was he going to say? I wrote something down that he said. He's like, I've got one more thing to do before I leave. <laughs> no, that was terrible. That wasn't Davros. Hold on a second. No, he said something like, I've... I've got one more thing to do before I leave. Why does he sound like a farmer? No, that's what he sounds like. He doesn't sound like Davros because, like, the previous Davros was like, very, I'm a Dalek. But this one is a bit just like a a guy in a mask, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) I have failed. They're pushing him around a lot. Oh, but when he's pedaling as well, you can see him going when he's pedaling really bad. But, yeah, but they are pushing him a lot, yeah. Even when he's talking, there is no movement. Also, the chair is less fuck you this time round. Well, no, I was looking here. It is a fuck you. So I'm doing that right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it is. No, it's, it's the same chair. It's I, the same. But I don't think it's as obvious as I felt the first time. The first time, the two like corner bits that go over the shoulders were higher up. So you really saw that definition whereas <laughs> this time like it's a lot flatter on his back and then it's the top so it's it looks more like i can't explain it more than that it felt less fuck you than the original chair did maybe it's a different maybe the actor's a different size and it doesn't see as well you don't see the back of it as much he looks smaller he looks yeah. smaller but the mouth is literally just a cut out because they can't make it fit properly the other mark was was so effective before but now it really is just a mark i don't know if this this is true or not i was reading online apparently like after one day's filming that mask got it was in such bad condition that mask got thrown out by one of the cleaners because they thought it was just a bit of rubbish lying around and they had to get it out of the bin so i don't know where i've never heard that before but apparently that's what it says online it was in such it looked just like a bit of rubbish because it was it was just all falling apart i think because it's been like in storage for like four years like, I wouldn't want to put that on my face after four years of, like, those cobwebs are probably real. Like, yeah. So, yeah, he's not... It's not like they'll have, like, fully sanitised, cleaned it. Do you know what I mean? No, no. Oh, yeah. And he he is... Uh, like, the idea of the story at the end of the day is the Daleks want to get Davra. The Daleks are fighting the Mavellans. They have sort of reached, like, a, a stalemate. Nothing's happened because they're both computer... Uh, races and they'd use they're so logical that they nobody can fire on each other so they the Daleks want Davros to like upgrade their computer and give them an extra sort of factor to work out what to do next so that's why they're digging out Davros and the Mavellians are asking the doctor to do the same thing kind of thing so that's what it's all about which is a good idea so it gives them a reason to go back and get Davros after they've however many years he's been in like storage and stuff so it's a great it's an it's a good idea but that's about it all of this hostage stuff, even the scenes between the Doctor and Davros, they're not as powerful as they were in that in Genesis and that first time we saw them. They, I think they try and recreate that a little bit with the Doctor versus Davros and having those sort of talks. But he's more just, like, say, hostage, bomb, the Doctor's running around. Like, he's, he's not powerful. He's not a big, The only sort of positive anymore. of it was, for me, in terms of... I had a feeling of, like, it's been that long. I mean, we it's four years for us or whatever, but actually... Has it been like what, 100, 200? We don't know how long it's been. Yeah, thousands. So, like, I wondered whether they would actually listen to him at all. And so, what was quite so for me, it set up the fact that they do see him as leader. 
Well, they and do they say do, that, as he says. They do mention the Supreme Dalek. They're like, oh, yeah, the Supreme yeah. Dalek. And Davros is like, Supreme Dalek? I'll have to yeah. sort that out. I don't like the idea of a Supreme Dalek. That's me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's what I mean. Like, as a, it, it at least establishes that he is of that hierarchy. Yeah, he, I don't think he was as intimidating as the first time round. I think what made him more intimidating the first time around was he didn't move much. Yeah, he was just in that lab, wasn't he, the whole time, and everyone was around. He was in that lab, and everyone came to him, and it was very like, but he had the overall say. Whereas this, he's going up and down, he's marching up and down with them, he's moving around. Like, you know, when he's given those commands, he's literally striding up and down. And actually, I think the power of him was this thing that looked quite frail, but obviously was very clever that like had all this power and control, but just static and almost didn't move really. Everything had to come to him. And I just find it like he was too small and weak to be having the flow that he did. I don't know that he just sort of, I, I did enjoy the dialogues between them. They just didn't feel like as powerful. I agree. as the first time, but I did enjoy them. I thought like the doctor was really strong in those situations in terms of his acting and things. I just remembered actually the guy that plays this Davros, he was doing, he was sitting next to Hannah from S Club 7 when I went to that signing that time. (laughs) It was Hannah from S Club 7 and Davros. Oh my God. Next to her. I remember that now. I didn't see him at the time. I wasn't that bothered. It was like that bad Davros. But no, he's still around though. Uh, (laughs) So. Oh, and do you know what? I think he used to be in the Archers quite a lot. Saying that, I might just double check that actor who plays. You looked that up. What um, what happened to the guy that's the voice of K Nine then in this? Because you know how last time when K Nine wasn't in the story, so they had the actor be. So, um, well, okay. Well, I don't want to give too many spoilers away. So K Nine is in the series, but the guy that played K Nine has left. So when we do eventually see K9, it will be somebody else. Okay. In the voice. Which is a little hint, which is why I think they gave him laryngitis. Right. So that actor is left. That actor's left, yeah. Okay. I mean, that's interesting to know as well. Yeah. Um, I'm just seeing... Oh, he played Davros, creator of the Daleks in Doctor Who. Oh, he's been in Lovejoy, Touch of Frost. Um, oh, no. Okay, he hasn't been in um, The Archers. Sorry. <laughs> no oh he's been in Casualty Footballers Wives oh Footballers yeah, Wives he's done a bit yeah uh, Murder Most girls? Horrid no not Bad Girls no um, but no I, I could have sworn it was or maybe it's somebody else anyway he's done quite a lot yeah Davros. yeah but yeah she, he's not the best Davros Romana doesn't really do very much after her initial looking around Jumping right ahead, though, what she does do, which I like, that fight at the end with the Mavellan, she has a proper fight in the sand, yeah. doesn't she? Yeah, that's good. That was a good one. That was good, with the arm coming off. What was the end of that episode, the next episode then? Oh, it was Romana in that tube, wasn't it? And the bomb was going off. That was the cliffhanger. Yeah. That was a really good cliffhanger, I thought. Yeah. Because she's been used as bait to get out to get the Doctor. And this is where, yeah, because Romana goes to Mavellan's and then they don't let her go. And that's when you're like, oh, hang on, are... They're not, they are bad, but not really towards the Doctor. They just want the Doctor to upgrade the computer and like help them. They're not like, we're going to kill you. They're sort of still, they don't really turn around and be like, we're the baddies. 
because they're not particularly clear. What I do like, though, is the whole rock, paper, scissors thing. Yes, that I was, I was just trying to remember it. Yes, I, I enjoyed that too. Because that explains how the, they're, they're always going to get the same answer because that's the way their computer works and that's a good way of the Doctor explaining it, of rock, paper, scissors, that they don't have the that extra sort of factor, human factor, to make different decisions. It's always going to be the logical thing, which is why the Daleks never fire. Like, the Daleks and the Mavellans have been playing rock, paper, scissors, basically, and getting the same thing every single time, which is a great way of, of explaining to the audience about that. And I like I like how they do that. Um, do you want to just play a quick round of rock, paper, scissors, just one go? Ready? Yep. One, one two, two, three... three. Show paper. 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 Um, there you go with the Mavellians and Daleks. <laughs> and then the Daleks go off on this sort of suicide thing with all their bombs around them, and that's where you can obviously see there's they're just you don't see the them trundling along. You see people walking basically. Yeah, you just yeah. Don't see their feet. It's so obvious that there's people underneath just like walking along. And then yeah, this is where the story is. Just doesn't nothing much happens. The Doctor. Puts his hat on a Dalek, it blasts everything, they run away, bomb, all the extras are running round, and then off they go. They freeze Davros. There wasn't enough going on. It needed more stuff going on, I think. Yeah, it it did. It just felt... I don't think I'd have wanted it longer, but I think it almost needed to be longer to have more story. I feel like it needed to be a five. I think it just needed more story in, in the four that we've got rather than walking up and down those corridors, having those long sort of experts. There was a lot of running around with Davros. Like the whole third story. Do I mean, no, second? No, third. Third story was just that. Was the Doctor and Davros and running around. And then about halfway through, he's like, they realise where he is. There was a lot of um, location stuff. So they're just running up and around the sands, which looks great, but you can't, nothing much happened. They're just running around. When the when the uh, people were freed, they were all really happy. And I know they were happy that they were freed, but like two of them were in shot. I'd have been more like, get out of there, like running away in terror. Everyone was like, oh, and they're carrying the bodies with big grins on their face. And I was like... What? That's what I wrote down. When they got when they were the hostage bit, where he was like, I'm "Yeah, yeah, yeah, it. yeah," and they, yeah, and that guy was like, "Oh yeah, he was doing his little." They were so happy. Like, <laughs> that was terrible. I was like, "What?" Like I'd be like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, and I noticed that they weren't the best slaves in this at all. No, <laughs> no, no. But yeah, I just think it needed something else or another character like Tyson that could talk and interact and be another person, be another, add something else to it. Even if Davros had that guy, like a, someone with him that t- that wasn't a Dalek that was chatting to that was working for him or something like that, there just wasn't enough... No, there wasn't enough like, going for it, I don't feel. There just wasn't enough going on. And we only really had tunnels, sand, and the like the ship. It wasn't anything else. And the, the Daleks didn't feel that threatening. Davros wasn't that threatening. The Mavellians were just like, we weren't really sure, so they weren't that threatening either. It's you know, it's not the best, and it's a shame that Terry Nation sort of goes out on this one where he hasn't really done anything else extra. The best thing about it was, I think, the joke, the sort of characterization of the Doctor and Tom Baker's acting, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Like in and the Mavellans as well, they all just like collapse. You just take out their tube thing, their battery, and then they just collapse, and that's it. Like, yeah, there was nothing. There was nothing like 
yeah, there was something special about it. It's not one that like I'd be keen to watch again. Let's put it that way. No, no I don't think many people will uh, rise up and say, "Oi, this one's a good one." You hope not. This is that famous last words that love. Yeah, no, I don't know. No, it won't. I know it won't for this one. Not this one. Um, so yeah, it's a bit disappointing opener for the season. Actually, it's not as exciting as as last time. But I want to see what you think about Romana going on now. I I just don't think so, this is a fair one to make any judgment on because she doesn't do a lot. Doesn't have a lot of dialogue. It's a classic Terry Nation not really knowing how to write for women. No. Okay. Well, we'll see what happens next time then. Um, uh, and it's a four-parter. The next one, great. Yep. And it's called City of Death. Oh, sounds <laughs> enlightening. It's a very big fan favourite. Okay. And it's funny, yeah, we've, we haven't had a Dalek story for like four years, but it's not even... I don't know, it's just Daleks again. It's, it's not... It's not... It, it just doesn't do anything or go anywhere. I think the early ones, even though he has a template that he does, they were a lot more exciting. There's a lot more. And actually, it's just not that well thought. Anyway, okay. Well, there we go. That's the beginning of season 17. Hopefully upwards from here. Um, we'll still hang out with the Morellians here in the disco for a bit longer. Have our Terry Nations. We'll... I, I won't miss having Terry Nations. Like, I don't feel <gasps> sad by that. No. I won't. Sorry, love. We'll have to find a well, that's the we'll have to find another writer to uh be excited about and talk about. Well currently, like I'm excited like because I did really enjoy the um the pirate one. I'm quite excited that Douglas Adams is at least involved more, so that's good. Okay, well we will see you all next week then for City of Death. And you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Two Watch Who, and you can support us at buymeacoffee.com forward slash to watch who and youtube and youtube <laughs> and go. thank you to all our supporters yes and yeah thank you very much uh, yeah we'll see you soon bye to watch who